Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. On yesterday's show, we discussed the news that FIFA president Gianni Infantino was not happy with large European broadcasters' offers for all the important television rights of this year's FIFA Women's World Cup. Hosted down under here in New Zealand and in Australia, a negotiating tactic or otherwise Infantino was adamant a blackout of the event was a possibility unless offers were revised telling a World Trade Organization summit it was his moral and legal obligation not to undersell the event. Whether it will rattle the broadcasters into action or get their backs up to be determined, but one man who has covered the wild world of FIFA and the business of football for a long time now is New York Times journalist and author Tariq Panya. Tariq, thank you for taking our call this morning, mate. How you doing? Uh, good to be with you. Thank you so much. Mate, what's the fallout of all reaction been from Infantino's comments so far? The reaction largely has been he's kind of put his foot in his mouth again. And this is a FIFA president who has done that um, on and you know repeatedly on a range of issues, and this is just the latest one. But this this mm. this is a bugbear for him personally. He he first made comments about broadcasters not ponying up enough money back when there was the draw in Auckland. He then did it in March when he was re-elected at the FIFA Congress and now again at the WTO he's gone even harder and suggested this blackout. Um, whether he's going to get a reaction or the reaction he wants from it, I think it's very unlikely. Uh, the broadcasters will pay whatever the market uh, believes it's worth. And this is, this mm. is the reality of, of, of the situation FIFA finds itself. Yeah, Tarek, it's Kimpy, mate. Um, you did right, like... The media, the media rights, the broadcaster rights, they they do their due diligence, don't they? And they know what what it's worth to uh, to to actually broadcast it. As far as um, like piracy and stuff like that, where where does that play into into the hands of of uh, Infantino? Does does that come into play? Does he use that as a card to say, well, if you're not going to broadcast it, then you're going to open up the the door to piracy, which is what they're trying to to drive drive out out of Europe at the moment? It's a good question, and there was a, there was has been like a growing um, issue with regards to piracy. But when it comes to this tournament, I don't, I don't think that's a particular issue. Look. Um, the Women's World Cup is 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 become um, an event in its own right. Only maybe in the last two or three editions, you think about the Men's World Cup has been going since the 1930s, and part of that uh, is FIFA's fault for not investing enough time, effort, or resource into women's football over the years. Um, so this is a different event, and FIFA has now increased it to 32 teams for the first time in Australia and New Zealand. 
the, the amount of coverage of women's football, the personalities, the tournaments is bigger than ever, but it's still a fraction of men's football. And it's FIFA's stated aim, it's FIFA's reason to be, to grow the game, and that means grow the women's game as well. It isn't public broadcasters or um, TV companies' responsibility to do that. That responsibility lies with FIFA. Um, so FIFA has its own platforms. For example, FIFA Plus, a digital platform where it can broadcast this. It's got a YouTube channel. However, unless these games are televised by the main broadcasters in their home countries, that effort to grow the game is not going to be met. This has to be, say, in the UK, on, on the BBC, for example, um, on Rai in Italy, and so on and so forth. Um, forcing them uh, and threatening them with a blackout isn't going to be <laughs> the, the tactic that's going to work in this case. He speaks about doing uh, about needing to do right by women, and you just touched on it briefly there, that the lack of investment into the women's game is evident. Is this a way of just trying to stead the, the the light from Infantino and he's trying to do right? Or has he got a, a solid case when it comes to what he's saying about this situation? Um, look, under Infantino, uh, women's football has moved forward, but it's not because of Infantino. It's because of mm. um, decades of efforts from people within the women's game. Um, FIFA, in a way, has been, like other football bodies, has been shamed, in a way, into finally focusing on this. You can think about American stars like Megan Rapinoe and, um, and the others there who've, who've talked about this. And it's become, it's got ahead of steam and people has reacted. Um, there's talk about equalising prize money with men's football, uh, the World Cup. Um, and that's another reason why he needs these broadcasters to pay top dollar. Um, well, you know, it, I still, I just think it will be time before yeah. this type of thing can happen. You can't bully people into this. Don't forget, this is the first time also that the Women's World Cup is actually being sold as a television product. FIFA, uh, up until this edition, just rolled it in with the Men's World Cup. For example, there was no price for the Women's World Cup. If you got the Men's World Cup, you just got the Women's World Cup. Is this a case of also it being down in Australia and New Zealand? Like traditionally the market down here is a little bit weaker than probably up in the north. Has that got anything to do with it? Maybe with the time zone difference? Quite right, yep. Uh, you know, massively. These matches are going to be um, in the middle of the night very early and, and then some at, you know, when, when like breakfast television's on. That isn't peak football viewing time. And that massively has an impact on prices, even if it was a, um, a, a you know, a men's tournament. It, it, that, that, that lack of prime time audience is going to is going to be a factor when it comes to this. As is also, look, the fact mm. is, there are thirty two teams competing. We, we, we've talked about that. A lot of those teams are competing for the first time. A lot of those teams have players that are not familiar to the audiences around the world, unlike what we just saw in Qatar in, in, in the Men's World Cup. This is a growing product. So what we're going to see, when, for example, in England, when the England women's team, they're hugely popular now, having won the European Championship. A lot of those uh, women on that team are household names. But however, if, if I don't know, let me just make up a game. If it's um, Denmark versus New Zealand at eight or nine o'clock in the morning in England, mm. in that market, it's just not going to be as popular. Mm. And that's what the broadcasters are going to have to way up as well these are 64 live matches 
um, and only a handful of them are going to be hugely popular in each individual market. This is just um, comparing um, the, the two World Cups is, is um, doing an apples and pears or even apples and hubcaps <laughs> argument, if you want. Yeah, is it, yeah. isn't it, it, uh, Tarek, uh, uh, I guess uh, he's trying to squeeze blood out of a stone because the bundled, bundled up broadcast rights like you said, um, rightly so, is that they you get the men's World Cup, then you get the women straight away. But with 32 countries and, and going global, um, is it just Gianni saying, "Well, sh- I've stuffed up here. I actually need more money because I should I shouldn't have said that." Now you've now he's trying to squeeze blood out of a stone. Yeah, I mean, look, partly look, he has a point in the sense. You guys have been you in the media, and these these broadcasters have news channels and sports. Um, reporters, broadcasters, etc., who have complained about FIFA not paying enough or not put, providing enough resources into women's football. And you're saying, well, if if we are to do that, shouldn't you be paying some of this money? That's his argument. But from their side, uh, public broadcasters, their mission isn't like FIFA. FIFA's mission is to grow football. Public broadcasters' missions are many. They are many. They are not solely focused on growing women's football and and for for um the people who pay license fees for example in in great britain um growing women's football isn't the reason why they're paying their licenses and separately the bbc has put in a massive amount of money and focus and interest in growing women's football in england um the wsl for example with with sky tv here is now the richest women's soccer league on the planet yeah Oh, beautiful. Well, we've loved chatting to you. We could chat to you for a lot longer because you're very uh, informative with all your information. But before we let you go, some big football news today with Messi leaving PSG at the end of the year. How many teams will be lined up for his signature? Is he going to the Saudi Arabia? Well, in terms of who's got the biggest wallet, I don't think you need to <laughs> yeah. much further than that. Well, he's not but coming in terms here. of, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, in terms of, uh, yeah, in terms of a legacy, though, is that is that what you you want uh, your legacy to be? You're the world's best player, and you've gone to one state project in, in PSG. That's now and in Italy. Uh, you're going to go to another one, um, you know, or is it a romantic return to perhaps Barcelona? Maybe awesome. go back to Argentina. That's what perhaps what fans would want, but maybe you know these days um, a lot of these players think with their wallet, and uh, he might be wearing that fish again that he wore when he lifted the World Cup. <laughs> it was uh, it was going to be interesting to see what he does, but there's only a few teams. Well, some random teams pop up with, so, with such big wallets. You're thinking, well, where's that coming from? But they got plenty of money over in Saudi, yeah. so I'm sure I'll be seeing him there, mate. Tuck, we appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, thank you so much for your time. Keep up the great work you're doing in in journalism. And uh, we'll chat to you soon, mate. Good to be with you guys. Good luck.